0: You're listening to the Chancellor Pink Podcast on Chancellor Pink Radio. Just wanted to make a quick sports podcast on the Steelers and Kenny Pickett. And again, this podcast is designed to do what needs to be done every day by the sports fans of Pittsburgh, which is bash the local media as assholes. Because they are, let's be honest. If you listen to them and watch them, which is something I've done far too much and I've got to cut back on, Uh, you'll realize that they don't respect you if you're a sports fan in Pittsburgh. They think you're an idiot. And half of them that have podcasts don't even live here. And they certainly don't respect Pittsburgh fans. They might be Steeler fans or whatever themselves, but they don't think if you're in Pittsburgh you know anything more about the Steelers than they do wherever they are. They, They act like being in the vicinity of a team doesn't add to knowledge. However, however... The local media will constantly bash national media because they're wrong. National media's takes on the Steelers, for example, are often very wrong because they're not in the area. And they have these crazy, ludicrous opinions that they make up and put on ESPN and other places. And the local media correctly say they're not here and they don't know and they don't understand and they have wrong takes. Well, that same logic applies for the fans here towards these podcasters and other people that don't live in the area. And I know they think they know everything, these other people that are speaking, these talking heads and the media people, whatever. But the fact of the matter is when you live here and you're around the team and you watch the team regularly, uh, sometimes in person, more than these people that don't even live here, you know more and you're more right in your opinions, period, because you're, you just have better information. I mean, it's, it's as if saying learning more doesn't make you smarter. No, it does. Getting better information isn't relevant. No, it is. So <laughs> if you're closer to the source and and you have more access to it, you're going to have better information, you're going to know more, and you're going to be more right. And that applies to the fans. Now, that's towards the outside media. As to the local media, there's just always been a battle in Pittsburgh, which I don't sense in New York. See, In New York, the fans are just crass and strong, and they call into shows and things, and they just... And, and there there are some hardcore uh, radio people in New York uh, that, that fight against the fans. But for the most part, the fans are like equals. They have opinions. They're allowed to mouth off. That's New York, man. And they respect the people of New York. The citizens of New York are overly respected, in my opinion, throughout the nation. I mean, it's like, oh, those New Yorkers. Oh, oh." you know, it's like we all drop down on our to our knees. And the same thing is done in California. Oh, California, L.A., L.A., worship, worship at the altar of L.A. and New York. Oh, you know, and everything else is flyover zone in between in the country. It's all a bunch of shitty loser towns that nobody cares about, you know. But the fact of the matter is, even though I hate all that shit. The fact of the matter is that um, the fans in New York and these bigger cities, I'm sure, are way more respected than the fans of Pittsburgh. And what you have here is the same elitism that goes on towards Pittsburgh as a city from cities like New York and people in other areas of the country. Pittsburgh. Ew. Pitt. It's the pits. Pittsburgh. I would never fucking live in fucking Pittsburgh. I had a girl tell me that once. So the same elitism towards the city of Pittsburgh, it happens towards the fans in Pittsburgh from the local sports media of Pittsburgh. Why? Because they think they're king of the mountain. They're smart and they're in this little town or they might have come from New York like some of the people on the radio did. And now they're in Pittsburgh and they just think that they can rule the roost because – They're the sharp brain who went to a good journalism school, and now they're in this smaller city with the dummy fans. And so even though they're in Pittsburgh and they like Pittsburgh and they like being a star in Pittsburgh, the fans of Pittsburgh are still just fans of Pittsburgh. I wouldn't be a fan in fucking Pittsburgh. So that's what's going on uh, in the minds of the local media, whether they know it or not. You know, they will deny all this. They'll do, but all you have to do is read and listen. And what you see in Pittsburgh, and you don't see it in New York, you don't see it in LA, you don't see it in other cities, is the, the local media bashing the fan. The fans are idiots, the fans are dumb, the fans always want the new quarterback, the backup quarterback's always the favorite. You name the cliche. And they'll slam the fans with it. You name the thought that treats them like NASCAR fans, you know, that treats a baseball fan in this town like they must be a stupid NASCAR fan. And 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 Mark Madden is a media guy that's famous for just calling the fans idiots all the time. And look, I'm not saying all the fans are brilliant at all. I'm not saying all there are pockets of fans that are morons. Sure. But I am saying this, that. When you really listen and read and decipher the views of fans versus media, you notice something. And what you notice is the fans are a lot smarter than they're given credit for. And the media is a lot dumber than they're given credit for. And really what you discover is it's an even kind of discussion. And in a lot of areas of things, I don't agree with that thought. I don't like the modern era of... The people's voice is just as important as critics, for example, when it comes to movies or music. I truly believe that music critics and film critics uh, have fine-tuned their ability to listen and watch and have insights and knowledge that surpasses the average film fan. And all you have to do is read a lot of the reviews on IMDb by the fans versus then reading some movie reviews by professional reviewers and you see a gigantic difference. It's not just the quality of the writing. It's the texture of what they discuss and think about. And the average fan, it just has a, a dumb take. I mean, so I think bashing the average Joe when it comes to certain works of art, it, it can be legitimate. But I don't think when it comes to sports, it is, okay? Because the average fan in Pittsburgh or anywhere has played sports. The average fan has been a part of sports, has grown up in sports. And at the very least, if they haven't done that, the average fan has watched a lot of sports in detail, like maybe over and over again. And the average fan, especially when they're talking about their hometown team, has seen every play and knows everything they they wouldn't be talking about if they weren't passionate about it. So the idea that somehow your eyes are better than theirs or because you go into a stinky locker room and hold a microphone out towards someone's jockstrap, that means you have more insight. Maybe about, I don't know, the way he smells. You know, maybe about what kind of bulge he has in his fucking underwear. But, I mean, as far as how they played on the field, these media people, they sit up in the press box. They got to use binoculars to even see the fucking field. Okay? Most fans are at home on their TVs. They're local to the area so they get the information. But in terms of watching the game, they're seeing it up close and personal on their TVs. They're seeing slow motion. They're seeing it way better than most of the media. Now, I know a lot of people in the media like to talk about the all-22. I got the all-22, picking it up. I got the all-22, smarter than you because I have all-22. I'm going to talk with the all-22. You're a bunch of dummies. I got the all-22, you don't. I got the all-22, I'm superior. Anyway, and that is a camera that shows all 22 players on the field. You know, 11 on each side, right, 22. That's where that hot shot name comes from. It's just a fucking camera that shows all the players at one time. So that on each play, you can watch like a cornerback the whole play, which if you're watching a TV, you can't see him. He's out of the view, right? He cuts over, you know, you know, you don't know what he's doing half the time. But I got a secret for the all 22 people that they don't mention a lot is I think about 20 of the players on the field are on the field the whole time, or let's say at least 18 or 17, 16, you do see all the time. For example, you see the lines all the time. They're always in the shot. You know, you see the quarterback, you see the running backs. You see the wide receivers most of the time because they're now they're running underneath patterns and stuff in the post. So so the only guys you don't really see in the all twenty-two is are the safeties, if especially if they're playing deep. The wide receivers once they run out of the, the frame, if they're running deep patterns. And the cornerbacks to follow those wide receivers, you know? I mean, so we're talking at tops, most six people got out of the view. Well, okay, so if you want to analyze wide receivers' ability to get open, it would be valuable to have the all-22. If you want to analyze a safety's coverage and how he moves and where to, it's good to have the all-22. But the fact of the matter is the TV view on everything else, you don't need the all-22. You can actually watch what they call a television replay. You might want to look it up, Google it, media. Maybe you don't know about it. And you can watch every lineman and everything. You could see what's happening in the backfield. And there are different angles, too, by the way, uh, on different shots at different times. So, you know, it's, it's pretty good for that. But here's the bottom line. That's not what they're arguing about. They don't have this dumbass media people. They don't have arguments about whether or not someone's technique and blocking is correct. Or Nobody talks about that shit or writes about that shit, okay? That's the stuff nerds talk about. That's fine. That's great. Go talk about that. What they discuss and what they debate and what they slam the local fan for is just opinions about whether or not someone's good, okay? Whether or not someone played well, whether or not someone was accurate with a throw, whether or not some a running back made a good cut or saw the, the the opening in time or had good instincts. That's shit that anyone can watch and understand. You don't have to be a media member. You don't have to have a diploma in journalism. You don't have to have the fucking all twenty two. To, to have an opinion on that stuff, to have a valid, valid opinion on that stuff. And so if you're a local fan and you watch all the games, your opinions on almost everything you're going to talk about or write about are every bit as valid as the, as the media people. Every bit. And especially if you're smarter than them, which most of us are, because a lot of these media people are idiots. You look up their, their histories and they just, they just got nothing going on. But they think they're real smart. But if you're actually a smarter person than them, and you watch it closely, and you're older than them, so you've been watching longer, so you know more about football in general because you've been watching it longer, then your opinion's more valid than them. It just is. But guess what? You're a fan, so it's not only less valid than theirs, it's shit. And you're shit on. And you're shit on, you're shit on, and you're shit on. And especially in Pittsburgh, because you're a Pittsburgh fan. And even though they're in Pittsburgh, in the end, it's fucking Pittsburgh. And that's the elitism that the local media and sports in Pittsburgh have towards the fans here. And that's factual. Okay. Now, when it comes to Kenny Pickett, they take that prejudice and they apply it to Pitt fans doubly. The local media in this town, unless they're covering Pitt, and even if they are, can't laugh enough and mock enough and degrade enough the Pitt fan. Now, that's mainly because Pitt football, you know, hasn't been good for a while. But even in Pit basketball. They actually have the nerve to say to this day that they ran off Jamie Dixon. They say that Pitt basketball got rid of Jamie Dixon too soon. It was a big mistake. Even the local Pitt guy who runs to his pit lair outfit, Chris Peake, he says that. It's laughable. Anybody with a brain watching that knew they needed to replace Jamie Dixon. They did it too late, okay? They just have chosen the wrong people. But the reason they needed to hurry up and move him out... The program was slipping, slipping, slipping. And it was obvious, obvious, obvious for multiple years. And it was not going to get better. And you could see a pattern that had developed. People get old. Coaches get old. Systems get old. And you saw a pattern that was going to mire pit in mediocrity. Now, guess what? They're less than mediocre now. They've been less than mediocre. But that's because they hired the wrong guys. The idea is, uh uh-oh, we're into mediocrity. We want to get back to greatness. They were one of the great basketball programs in the country, college basketball. You want to stay there. So when you're slipping and you see you're getting in a mire, and you know, it ain't never going to get better. Jamie Dixon has lost it to to the level that he can make them superior. That's just what had happened. And so the local media say, they're never going to be superior. It's Pitt. They're never being superior. Uh, You had the best you're ever going to see. Good luck getting back to that, dumb fans from Pitt. You people think everything's better than it is. You're lucky to—that's such horseshit. Pitt was ranked in the top 10 every year. Pitt was fucking the number one seed twice. Pitt you know, I mean, what are they talking about? Pitt had an amazing winning record in the 2000s. It was amazing. They were one of the great teams. It, it's not in a Pitt fan's mind. And you want to keep that. And when it's slipping and the coach is losing it, you want to get a new coach and keep the program strong. And instead, they brought in the wrong guy. They quickly made the decision to get rid of him. Right move. They brought in Jeff Capel. I thought it was good. Wrong move. He stinks. They need to get rid of him. But instead, the media acts like, if fans just want to fire everybody, fans, no. No. No, fans just are smart and they can tell when it isn't working quicker. And unlike the team who always seems to sit through three and four more losing seasons or at least bad seasons than it needs to, the fans like, oh, this isn't working. Got to tweak it. Got to move. Why? Because time is of the essence. Guess what? The Pirates haven't made any moves. The Pirates weren't tweaking shit. It's been 43 years since they won a fucking playoff series game. They won the wild card game. That's not a series. They haven't won a series game since 1979 in any series in the playoffs. Can you believe that? That's incredible. 43 years almost. It'll be in it'll be in October 43 years. But can you believe that and and yet why? Because they didn't move fast enough. They didn't make moves and when they did they made the wrong moves and then they sat on them. Sports franchises need to say this isn't working. Let's go. And people will say oh it'll be chaos then. The Steelers do things their way and it's so much better. Really? This is better? Sitting on Tomlin all these years and these mediocre years, losing in the playoffs or not even getting there the last five years, losing embarrassingly? Was it really better this year to go, what, 9-7-1, and one, make the playoffs and just get blown out and embarrassed and disgraced? Was it really better to Did you watch that year? Was it really better to have Big Ben back? He was finished last year, everybody knew that. Was it really better just to stick his carcass in there and watch him just kind of suck all year long cuz he pulled out a couple wins? It was nice to have him a goodbye, but was, was that really better? Was it better to move on, put Mason Rudolph in there and see what we got, you know, have a lower a higher draft pick this year? Wouldn't it have been better just to just to move forward? And with that in mind, Back to Pickett and the Pit and the local media. Anyone who look, I'm a Pit fan, but I'm not a big Pit fan. I, I tuned out on Pit football many a year. Um, by the way, they they should have fired Wadstat when they did too. I like Wodstad; he's a great guy. He he certainly had him competitive and put a lot of players in the uh, NFL. A lot of his recruits ended up being really great players, but. He couldn't win in the Big East against the likes of Connecticut and Cincinnati. I mean, he couldn't win when he had opportunities. He couldn't win just the big game, and all he wanted to do was run the football and play defense. And he never had—he had no insight into how to be a more exciting team. And it just was old-fashioned and old-school and not good enough. And you know, it was—it was competitive to have him, fine, but they needed to—they needed a spark. They needed to try to reach higher um and so look in the at the end of the day they've been just about as good as they were with once after once everybody's delusional acting like they haven't been they've been mediocre to nothing special the whole time whether it was with once or without him. they pretty much have been and um they had a couple they had a, a good year or two with once they had a good year this year um at the end of the day uh change is usually always good by the time a coach gets let go In this town, especially, because it just seems like we move very slowly in this town. New York, other places, boy, they fire people. In this town, we move very slowly. By the time any coach is let go on any team in this town, he's more than earned it. And so the media acting like the fans ran them out, acting like fans are idiots, acting like that that coach should still be here or that quarterback should still be playing. Those are people that just want to bash fans as stupid. Those are people that are elitist. Those are people that don't know anything about sports. The moment you hear one of the sportscasters or whatever starting to talk that way, just turn them off. Don't listen to them because the reality is if anybody retires or sat down or fired from a sports team in this town, they more than earned it. Because nobody moves slower than the sports teams in this time town when it comes to changes. But the only team that kind of is on it and is trying to stay good are the Penguins and hockey in general. They fire a lot of coaches. There's a lot of change in hockey, and that's a good thing. Um, and it, because it's earned, it's earned. It's always earned. You know this idea that people oh they're so good. Don't look. If a, if a coach was good, he wouldn't be fired. Period. Everybody knows what's good. If a quarterback's good, they're not going to get rid of him. Everybody can see with their eyes. That's what my point is. If you're a fan of the game of any sport and you watch it a lot and you're an intelligent enough person and well spoken enough, your opinions are going to be worth hearing and sharing. And you're going to be close to right at least. There's room for disagreement. There's room for debate. But to act like your thoughts are idiotic and you're a moron, those people are trash and they're all over the local media. They're everywhere. I'm not naming names here, but, you know, you'll know who they are. They're all over there, and there's tons of them, and most of them are like that, okay? But when it comes to Kenny Pickett, I'm a pick guy, but not that much because when they lose, I just lose interest. I'm not a big college football guy, okay? I mean, when it's good, I like it, but I don't like, for example, that Pitt plays at Heinz Field. That bothers me. I liked – I know – Ron Cook, other people in the media bashed have bashed me for for singing the praises of when they played up on the on the on the uh, the bluff or whatever they call it, or maybe Duquesne's the bluff, huh? Uh, Pitt, whatever up that hill. I went to Pitt law school, but I didn't, I wasn't up on the upper campus up there where they have all their buildings. But anyway, where they had Pitt Stadium up there, I I went to some games up there when I was young with my dad and mom, my family games. I went to a Navy game, and I went to a, a Ohio State game, I believe. um up there and I like the atmosphere I know there was bleachers I know it was a dump it was a dump that's what Ron Cook says about that stadium and Heinz Field's wonderful and it's great well guess what I went to Heinz field games with my dad too. pit games it's not that great it's not that great look the atmosphere matters I don't care if it's a fucking high school football stadium it can be the dumpiest dump in the world. It's about that college atmosphere, being on campus, all the kids, the people, the music, the marching bands. And you didn't get that. You don't get that at Heinz I think it's a big a detraction. But anyway, as a result, I haven't stayed real loyal to Pitt football. I've, I'm a basketball fan. I've stayed real loyal to Pitt basketball, even though they suck. The football has lost me over the years. But this year, I wanted to give them a look-see because everything was aligned that I was ready to fire narduzzi okay he's he he, he's not i don't like the guy really and i don't think he's right enough i don't think he's a good enough coach coach x's and o's guy and um yeah i'm just not i'm just not a fan and he hadn't done enough so i was kind of like this is it dude i'm gonna watch you this year carefully and you got to win well he did and he had a really good year and now they're gonna extend him i don't know if i'd extend him but i mean yeah i certainly wouldn't let him go now but uh he he he, this this was his year he had to come through and he did so he saved his ass in my opinion but i watched him closely and i what that means i watched kenny pickett okay i saw everything he did and again i'm not i wasn't looking to love kenny pickett i hated kenny pickett for most of his pit career i didn't think well of him at all he ran around through in inaccurately made bad judgments uh in the pocket uh, so sort of scrambled when he didn't need to, scrambled into pressure, kind of made his life harder than it had to be and and would throw uh, high, sailing high passes a lot on the run and things. Uh, I, I was never a fan, but he worked hard on his game. He worked with, you know, the Mannings and other people in the off season, and he fine-tuned aspects and he came back for this fifth season or whatever because he wanted to go higher in the draft. And guess what? He improved by light years. And here's the point. The guy I watched play quarterback and I watched him all year and I saw everything because I'm here in Pittsburgh with these people in New Jersey and everywhere else to the podcast that are Steelers people. They didn't see him. They maybe saw two games. They haven't seen shit on Kenny Pickett. And then there are other people even, uh, 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 you know, Matt Williamson. I am going to name a name here who's local. He, he, he's seen a lot of uh, Kenny Pickett, but he's got him underrated. He's got him rated below Malik Willis now. And he, and he says he's going to be okay, and he bashes Pickett a lot. But I'll, I want to get into that in a second, why, why Matt Williamson is doing that and why you should never respect Matt Williamson ever again on his opinions in general when it comes to anything local. Okay, I'm going to talk about that in a second. But Kenny Pickett, I saw him. I have good judgment. Listen to me. He's going to be a star in the NFL. Save this podcast. I, I saw the guy. He has, he's, he has it. He's got that it factor He's a supremely talented quarterback. He has accuracy. I don't care about his hand size. He has uh, strength in the arm m- and more than enough. He's got good decision-making. He understands how to find and change direction of which receiver to go to. He's, he, he looks from one to another. He moves well in the pocket. He runs for things for first downs and tough yardage when he has to. He's, he's athletic enough to be a mobile quarterback. He has everything you need to be a great quarterback except you know maybe the only thing the only thing i would worry about with him is injuries he seems like he he's a little bit uh i won't say fragile but some guys are more injury prone than others it's just natural it's genetic like some guys can just keep taking licks and their bodies just like a brick shithouse you know and others get injured more i think he might have some injury troubles in his career he might that that's my only concern other than that if he stays healthy He's going to be a star. He's going to be not, not an okay, not a capable guy. He's got magic in his arm in, in his decision-making, in his accuracy. Uh, that's my opinion. I've watched a lot of quarterbacks. I've seen college quarterbacks uh, uh, from Peyton Manning to uh, uh, Drew Brees, uh, even, even – uh, who was the Boston College kid? Uh, Flutie. I saw them and said, those, those guys are going to be good in the NFL right away i mean you can see that and know that sometimes and that's what i see in kenny pickett it's not like he's okay he's decent you watch kenny pickett this year you and and it stayed there all year long it wasn't a fluke it wasn't one game it wasn't one throw here and there and then he looked dumpy and shitty i mean he stayed that good all year long you see that it's real it's not going to go away he's not going to forget how to do that um If he's under pressure all the time and he's on a team with, you know, terrible pass blocking, that could be a problem. Um, And if he loses confidence at some point, like Tyler Glass now did with the Pirates, that could throw him for a while. But he'll get his confidence back and he'll be great again, like Tyler Glass now has done. Because you don't lose that ability. You just might lose the ability to find it uh, from time to time if you're thrown for a loop. Uh, on a bad team or in a bad situation so he could you know have some shaky years even Ben had shaky years go back and look at Ben's stats go back and look at review his career he had some awful years with us but you knew the whole time that he was a star and he would get it back you saw the magic in him from his rookie year you saw it immediately you saw him, and I, I did anyway, said, so this guy's a star, I'm so glad to have him. And even other people go, he holds the ball too long, oh, he's alright, he's, he's the manage, game manager. No, anyone that knows anything and was watching closely could see he was a star. But he had awful years, so I'm not saying Kenny can, can Pickett won't have an awful year, he might get in a setup that isn't good for him, he might lose his confidence at some point, but he's going to be a star and he'll never lose it overall, and he's going to have a great career. And Yet you hear, here's the thing, nationally, nationally, they don't have a bias against Pittsburgh fans being biased towards their own players. See, nationally, they don't care about us or this area. They're just looking at the quarterbacks. Nationally, he's ranked as the number one quarterback in the draft coming up. Everyone agrees. Locally, with the local media, nobody will say that. In fact, they're him and and putting other people above him. And when a Pit fan comes out and says, this guy's going to be great. I want Kenny Pickett. They say you're the dumb local sports fan. biased towards your local college team. And you just want the local guy. You're dumb. I'm not listening to you. And Matt Williamson, for example, on every issue throughout the years has been this way when it comes to local. He's very nammy pammy about local. I heard him on a conversation on one of his podcasts a couple years ago with Mike Renner, who's a dick and a, and a real stroke head. Tool, who works for uh, Pro Football Focus. And Matt Renner, they were having a discussion about Julio Jones and and Antonio Brown. And Renner said on the podcast with Matt Williamson, who's here in Pittsburgh, uh, that Julio Jones was the better wide receiver. And I quote, this is a quote, and it's not even close, end quote. Now, certainly it was open to a debate. They were both great at one time, and they were at the top of the league. And the debate was there. Who was better? Was it Julio Jones for the Falcons, or was it AB for the Steelers? Uh, you know, yeah, But there, there, there was a point where clearly, there was a point where AB clearly became the best, better than Julio Jones. And it was at that point that Renner was not only saying that Julio was still the best, he was saying that. He said, and it's not even close. And that's because Julio went to fucking Alabama and all that prejudice and all that, and his size and his strength, all this crap that people put into their sports views, right? It's all this bias shit from their pedigree and all that crap. You know, AB, where'd he go? Michigan, no, it's Eastern Michigan, I think, or something. So, and he's smaller and all that. But the bottom line is, Did Matt Williamson say, whoa, whoa, not even close. Where are you you coming from with that? No, he just let that sit he let him deface a Pittsburgh Steeler, and he's a Pittsburgh Steeler guy here in our town. He let him say Julio Jones is better and it's not even close at a time when anybody with a brain was seeing that, you know what, A.B.'s now the better receiver. I mean, you could see that. Julio Jones was, you know, getting the hype early on. A.B. was getting really good, but it was still, man, Julio Jones because Alabama and that size and, oh, Julio Jones. But then A.B. just simply became the better receiver. And even at that time, though, Mike Renner had to say it's not even close. Well, it's better. It's not even close. <laughs> I'm Mike Renner. Oh no, I'm a machete. Oh Jesus, I'm cro- my head's split in half. I'm dead. I'm Mike Renner. My head was just chopped in half. Anyway, Matt Williamson said nothing about it. Matt Williamson never defends the local people. In fact, every time he's asked about something local, he goes, "Um," you know, on a national thing, "Um, I'm a smarter guy than local people. I have insights into all the teams and all the players. And so I'm going to take a great player on a local team, and I'll put him to the side. He actually was saying this year, Matt Williamson, Aaron Donald still could get the votes. I think it'll be very close with T.J. Watt and Aaron Donald for the Defensive Player of the Year. Aaron Donald won it the last two years over T.J. Watt, and at least one of them he shouldn't have. I mean, pick one, either one. I mean, T.J. Watt should have won the award the prior two years, or at least one of them, but he didn't. That's fine. Aaron Donald was superb both years. This year, Aaron Donald wasn't superb. T.J. Watt was. It wasn't even close. The stats were out of whack, but but Aaron Donald still got three votes to 25 for T.J. Three. Three for Aaron Donald. But anyway, Matt Williamson was surprised. He actually said, I'm surprised he didn't get more votes. I'm surprised I wasn't closer with Aaron Donald. So that's, that's Matt Williamson. He just has some weird thing inside his brain. He really should go to therapy for it where he can't like love his local players enough nationally. He can't stand up for them. He's a wimp. He's a wuss. He's a wishy-washy, weak, weak mind, and a weak, weak person in general, especially on his radio show with with Dale Lawley, who's a bully. He's very weak with him. But especially he's weak and wimpy and not worth listening to when it comes to talking about how a local area player uh, compares nationally to everyone else. He's terrible at that because he's always going to undersell locally. It's just in his nature. And beyond him, on the picket issue, <clears throat> all the local media thinks that if you're singing the praises for picket, you're a homer. If you're singing the praises for picket and you're a local fan, you're a moron. You don't. We're not going to listen to you. You're a pit supporter. Pit supporters are the worst. They're idiots. Pit's terrible. They always store into their fans. <laughs> so... <clears throat> At the end of the day, you even have someone like Doran Dickerson, who I like a lot in the media, who also was, of course, a, a, a pit tight end, a very good player. West Allegheny locally, the high school area I grew up around, or at least own a home in that area. <clears throat> he <clears throat> is a huge picket supporter. But when put to it on, on a local sports talk show on television, he sort of beat around the bush. And even he wouldn't stand up strongly and say the Steelers should. Try as best they can to get Kenny Pickett because he's going to be a star. He's the best quarterback in this draft, and it isn't even close. He's a great player, and, and the Steelers would do well to get him. And this is the man. They're not going to get a better quarterback next year. They're not going to find a better quarterback ever again. This is a Dan Marino-type pick. That's what I feel about it. No, does he have that zip release that Marino has had? No. <clears throat> so... You know, was he is he a different? But he's a different kind of magical player. He's a different kind, and I think in in a different way, he's more accurate than Marino because he's more mobile than Marino, and his accuracy is in play when he's on the move. Kenny Pickett has shown great accuracy when on the move. Marino couldn't be on the move ever. He never moved. So, so yes, Marino had a rocket arm. It was amazing to watch him throw. I saw him. I loved him. I wanted the Steelers to draft him. I was—I couldn't believe they didn't. And they took Gabe Rivera, and he ended up an invalid uh, because of a car crash. And it was a terrible thing. But Marino went on to greatness. Uh, it was terrible that they didn't pick him. They saw him. He was here. He was local. But they went right by him. Fell all the way to them. Steelers didn't pick him. Well, my God, can he pick it? Don't do it twice. This guy is as good as Dan Marino. He's very different, kind of good, but in my opinion, he's as good as Dan Marino. I'm 100% in on Kenny Pickett. Anyone who isn't, just hasn't been watching. They haven't been paying attention. I am not a pit pit guy. I am not a local, local guy. I'm just someone who knows football well. I'm smart about it. I watch it a lot. I trust my opinion. You should too. Don't listen to the local media of Pittsburgh, and certainly don't listen. All the all the podcasters that are from New Jersey and other areas, they don't like Pickett. They don't think he's that great. They put him down. Why? Because they got the Steeler fans that are actually here telling him he's great, and they don't like us. That's the funny thing. They host Steeler's podcasts, and they don't like Pittsburghers because, yeah, 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 you know things. You're in Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kenny Pickett's all right. Kenny Pickett's nothing special. Yeah, yeah. You didn't even watch him. You're in new fucking Jersey or, or wherever you are, Maryland or California. Who knows where these fuckers A lot of them are all over the place. You didn't see Kenny Pickett play. We saw him every week. We watched the Pitt Panthers, and we're telling you, this fucking guy's great. Trust us. It's not because we're locally biased. It's because we're smart about football. We saw him play, and he was great. So shut the fuck up about us being fans and dumb. We have more knowledge than you. And local media, you might have watched them, and you might have knowledge, but you're letting your bias against the fans show here. Because if you really watch Kenny Pickett, if you're not saying he's the best quarterback in this draft, if you're not saying the Steelers should try to get him, then you don't like the fans. I'll tell you what, the only guy standing up and really kind of stepping out there and saying, Pickett, yeah, I think I'd get him, is Bob Pompiani. And guess what? Bob has always liked the fans, Bob is more than fair with the fans. Bob is one of us. Bob grew up here, and he doesn't mind it. He's not arrogant. He's got the whole world, you know he's like he's pomp. You know, pomping ain't easy. He's a hot shot here. He could be elitist and, and he could sh- you know shit all over the fans if he wanted to. and he doesn't. And that's why people like him. And that's why he's ascended the way he has, really, to be honest, is that he makes himself like one of the fans. But he's, he used to just be a sportscaster. And when he gave his opinions, you were like, yeah, come on, guy. You're just a sportscaster. You're not really one of those talking heads. You're not a journalist. You're not really. Well, he's worked hard to improve his viewpoints, to express them better. And I think he's quite bright about sports. And I think he's, he's learned how – I think he always had the knowledge in him. He just wasn't as confident. In how to how to share his views, and the more confident he's become, I think you discover that his views are really solid on sports. I think he's quite bright about sports, and guess what? He's saying, "Yeah, I think the Steelers, if they can find a way, should get Pickett. Why? Because and he's not even a Pitt guy. I don't even think Bob likes Pitt. I think he's he probably I don't know where he went to college, but I, I have a feeling he's not a he's not big into Pitt. But he he obviously saw him play some because he watches all the sports. I think he could tell. It's fucking good. So is he? Is he saying no? It's all right. Malik Willis is better. Oh, they have other options. I don't think this is the year. There's really nobody good enough this year. Is he saying all that bullshit that all the other Steeler media is saying? No, he's not saying that because he's. You know who? Why they're saying that? Because they're they're saying I'm not gonna buy into the hype from the dumb fans. I'm not going to believe in Pickett because the stupid idiot fans think he's great. Yeah, he was invited for the Heisman Trophy. Yeah, nationally, everybody's saying he's the number one quarterback in the draft. But it's just local fan hype, and I'm not buying it. (laughs) They just refuse to go where you have to go. Go there. Look, if the national media can recognize he's number one, why can't they locally? Because they hate the fans too much except Bob Pompiani. He doesn't hate the fans. So he can go there, and he can say, you know what? I think Pickett's the best. I think the Steelers should try to get Pickett. He can just say it. He can just say it. And you know what? He's right when he says it. But all these other people, Matt Williamson, even Del Lawley is... Hemming and hawing on it. I think Lolly kind of likes Pickett, but he's being really wishy-washy about it because he hates the fans. Dale Lolly hates the fans. All he does is bash the fans. If you listen to even the half hour Dale Lolly, if he hasn't bashed the fans at least five times, you've missed. You've listened to a rare episode because that guy pretty much every five minutes has to say something negative about the fans and their stupidity and their stupid opinions. Okay. But he's like that about everybody. He thinks his opinion is better than everybody's in general. But um, look, Kenny Pickett is great. I wanted to make a podcast making it clear. Steelers should absolutely take him. He's going to be a star, period. That's my opinion. I could end up being wrong, but I'm not afraid to say it. And it's not because I'm a Pitt fan. It's because I'm a smart football observer. I have good opinions about the sport, and I watch the guy play. And that's my call on him. I saw him. I have access to him. I use that access. I use my opinion that is solid. I have eyes. I'm smart about football. I know more than half the media in this town when it comes to sports, especially football, because I've been a gigantic fan of it since I was a little boy. And I'm going to be 56. I'm older than most of the media in this town. And the ones that I'm not older than, I'm not busy covering all these other sports and running all around and playing, uh, you know, playing, uh, a sports guy. I actually am a sports guy. I mean, I, I'm obsessed with the Pittsburgh Steelers since I was, you know, since they were winning. I grew up with them winning in the 70s. How, how's that not going to make you a huge fan when you're a kid and your team keeps winning Super Bowls? How are you not going to be obsessed with that team? I mean, the Pirates won a World Series when I was 13 as well. So I became a huge Pirate fan. I mean, that winning is just turns you on, man. Winning is exciting. You know, I was a pit hoops fan, when they had Clyde Vaughn, you know, what was that, 1980, 1981, 82, or no, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, 1980, 81, 82, somewhere in the early 80s, when I came back and we moved here, I was big into pit hoops, and I stayed, you know, through Roy Chipman and everyone else, and Paul Evans, and the ups and downs, they got Charles Smith, the great days in the 80s, and the Big East, and then they went on some hard times, but then they got Howland, Look, there were some great years. I've been a Pit Hoops fan because they never had a drought like this before. They never had a drought like this before. I mean, they, they had Willard here for, what, four years, five years? Then that was it. They, they suddenly got good. Look, we why are we putting up with this? This is four years of Capel being shit after whatever, how many years of the other guy, after how many years when Dixon was pretty shit. At least one, he was shit, and at least two others, he was very mediocre at the end there. He had three Three to four uh, lame ass years at the end of his tenure. Two of them being mediocre, two or three being mediocre, and one, his last one being total shit. And yet he should be here still, Jamie Dixon. No, the point is, this is the biggest drought in my entire lifetime at Pit Hoops. I mean, honestly, think about that. People say, oh, Pit's nothing. Uh, I'm sorry. In all my lifetime, they've never sucked for as long a period to stretch as they're sucking right now. And yet people are acting like, let's give Capel another chance. He doesn't have his players yet. It's the p- portal. Everybody's in the transfer portal. That's not on Capel. Uh, you know, whatever. Look, he needs to go. He stinks. Now, anyway, <laughs> go Kenny Pickett. And whatever you do, turn off the local media. They stay. Most of them are just garbage. They hate you. They hate the fans. Uh, Their opinions aren't valid They're dummies, they're overrated It's not worth it Just listen to people who are smart, fun, cool And enjoyable Not people that are bashing you People that are elitist, people who think they know more than you And people who keep repeating the same trash and hatred garbage all the time Just leave them alone Move on from them Go Kenny Pickett, amen I love you Yabba da boopa.